You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. It's live from the table, the official podcast of the famous comedy seller on Raw Dog, Sirius XM 99. This is Dan Natterman. I'm here with Noam. Noam's been letting me do the introductions during the uh, quarantine for some reason. Uh, Periel is also here. And we have from the West Coast, because we want a West Coast perspective on all this madness, we have Kyle Donegan, Instagram sensation, stand-up comedian, Kyle Donegan is joining us from the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. How do you do, Kyle? I'm doing good. Any questions about L.A. or California? Um, I'm your guy. Well, <laughs> we do because we're here in lockdown in New York City. Uh, but epicenter. We the New York City is the epicenter. We're in, I'm in the hot zone, yeah. Yes. We don't know what's going on in Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> so why don't you tell us about what's happening out there? It's major lockdown. I'm in my house alone, and uh, it's getting weird. I mean, I'm, I'm at night. I'm getting uh, the wheels come off the bus. Last night I had whiskey, which I don't drink whiskey, and I had some Nyquil, and I had some marijuana. Oh, that's always good. You know, you're not supposed to smoke marijuana because if you do, God forbid, get COVID, it. I'm told that it's bad. Marijuana is, is bad for the lungs, and therefore... Well, I eat it. Is okay. that okay? I, I, I think know. that's fine. Okay. okay. You can smoke it, too. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying that's what I read. And I've, but I've also read other things, so, you know. Well, it's, it's um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I might be getting a little cabin fever, to be honest. My mood swings are, are going up and down, like, pretty quickly. <laughs> Nothing too major, but I... I I'm noticing a shift in my moods. Do you think you would feel better if you were in New York? Because at least in New York, you get a sense that you're surrounded by people. You're in LA, you're in, in the woods yes. there, basically. Well, in New York, you're supposed to be miserable. And so it would feel right. LA is supposed to be sunshine. It's been rainy here and cold on top of it. So nothing feels, nothing feels right right now. But. No, but you can go outside at least in LA. If you're in the city, you can't even leave the house. Wait, you can't leave your house? Not really. You can. Oh, I didn't know that. Why not? Because you'll just be near people. It's just too yeah. crowded. You can, there's no law against it. You just have to avoid crowds. Well, yeah. They're, they're saying you shouldn't really leave the house. No, that's the advice. You know. And I think they'll give you a ticket if they see you like in a, in a crowd. They might give you a ticket or something. There's a cop there. I'm not sure precisely what the laws are. But, COVID uh, police. Yeah, so... Um, you, uh, you are, legally speaking, though, you can go out in Los Angeles, I think. Right. You can't oh, leave. my God. Who's that? That's my pug. That's my pug, Olive. Olive, say hello. Kyle, are you, are you talking with friends via Zoom? Uh, yeah, but you know what? Honestly, like, it was cool at first, and it's just not cutting it anymore. Oh, someone took a picture. Yeah, somebody took a picture or something. Mm -hmm. I took a picture. There's no one you've gotten together with in person since this all began? No, I have not seen a human, or I haven't gotten a hug in a month and a half. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, when was the last time you got a hug? Yeah, no. Well, no, lives every day. I get hugs every day from my kids. Oh, how is that? Having, are you homeschooling them now? Yes, I am. Oh, boy. It's all right. I, I like it, Professor Gnome. Yeah, but Gnome, they, they, they're they're talk, they're they're learning a lot about um, Gnome's particular, I would imagine, point point of view. Right. <laughs> they're getting educated in, uh, in 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 Chinese people not getting uh, spots at Harvard. <laughs> You're saying that they're wearing MAGA hats. You might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have your dog there, Kyle. At least. It is great, actually. I, I'm very happy to have a dog. I also have not gotten a hug in a very long time because I have um, the virus, and so I'm not allowed to go near anyone. What? 
I have officially been diagnosed and I can show you a fucking text message from my doctor that I got yesterday when I been asked tested? her if I've officially tested? been diagnosed. You were diagnosed via text? Right. That seems weird. Professor Gnome doesn't think that's a real thing. She, she was probably told, assume you have it, because that's what they tell you. If you have the symptoms, assume you have it. But that's not a formal diagnosis unless you get tested. Incorrect. That is not. <laughs> have, you, have you been tested? Or yes, correct. That is incorrect, Dan. That is not what you need. Said. I don't know why we're giving Trump all this hard time about the testing being inadequate. All we do to do is text message each other. Right. Let's hear the test. Well, the tests are wildly inaccurate. Number <laughs> the one. Text message tests, I think, have a lot of false negatives. <laughs> Go ahead. Telemedicine is, is the way a lot of people are being. Um, yeah, but you, you read this text because maybe we will be able to judge. Read the text. Find text. it. One second. I'm gonna read it to you. Dan, how are you doing while we're waiting? Well, whilst we're waiting, uh, I'm in your boat, Kyle. I, 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 the wheels aren't coming off the bus per se. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm depressed about. I'm depressed about being older, and I don't know if that's just if that depression has been uh, magnified by the isolation. Because right. when I think about what's making me sad right now, it's not being isolated. I'm not sad about being isolated. I'm sad about being 50. I I agree. I actually hear you on that, but I think you're right. The isolation is making us become more introspective. And really now, now that right, if I, if I were uh, distracted and um, you know. Uh, doing stuff, then maybe I wouldn't be as uh, focused on it. Another thing that isolation has done for me is I realized, what was I doing that whole time? And when I thought I was busy and had things to do, I didn't really need to do any of that. My <laughs> life isn't really that much different. It's rushing around for no reason. Every day there was some problem. <laughs> and it was pointless. It was nothing. All of it. Well, one could say that about life in general, but uh, yes, one could. We forge on because we have no alternative. Or at least there no alternative. Was, go, ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, you finish your text uh, or read your text. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Nome and I are both eating. <laughs> I know. I mean, all Here, do you have the text or not? Yes, I'm showing it to you guys. You don't see it, you read it. Yeah, why are you showing no, it? No, let Noam read it because he's been such a jerk about this. We can't see it. Read the text. Yeah, Perry, I can see it. Turn it to me. Higher, higher. Higher, yeah. Perry L, I, of course, cannot diagnose you over Shut the... Shut <laughs> It's such a lie. He <laughs> says, if applying for unemployment... I think you showed me the wrong text. No, I said I'm applying for unemployment, and they're asking if I've been formally diagnosed with COVID-19. Have I? I have comma, correct, question mark, and she said yes. I need the money, and I want you to say so, so I can get employment. Uh, I need you to say that you were diagnosed with COVID. They, they ask. I, well, they, 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 the form that I saw said, have you lost work because of COVID? But maybe they asked that. I don't know. I have both. I didn't... They said both well, to me. You certainly don't need to have COVID to get unemployment, but uh, in any case, um, as long as you're out of work as a result of the epidemic. Kyle, can I still peddling this theory that Trump is making big money on hydro hydroxychloroquine? Well, we discussed that last time. I know, but you know, sometimes with Perriel, it's like um, you know, like a wart that grows back. Like you, like you think it's gone. The idea out of out of her head, but then like a, a week later, it grows right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you think, Kyle? What's, what's new with you, Kyle? Who, who, Kyle, can we talk about Kyle as an Instagram? I don't know if he's an influencer. That's the word you would use? I'm an Instagram sensation. Well, an influencer means that you tell yeah, people what to wear. You don't do that, You, but Kyle, uh, the question is: Is Kyle the funniest man on the internet? If this were an, an if this were like a People magazine article, okay, Kyle Dunnigan, the funniest man on Instagram, I would say yes. With with spot on impressions right. and incredible characters, his five hundred thousand followers seem to think so. Six hundred and and fifty something. How wow, so you're up, I guess, since last time I checked. But you should check uh, every day. 
Kyle, uh, Norm Dwarman has started screen sharing. I guess he's going to show us a clip. Oh, there he is. Oh, wait, I, I got I to gotta make sure that I, I don't want to waste your time. But, um, I want to make sure I put the sound on because, it, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't save. Could you play setting. the one? My favorite uh, is the one where Bill Maher's getting fucked in the ass. I'm so excited. I just hope I don't slide off my seat. Yeah, baby. He's gross. Sorry, but if Mr. Gray starts spanking that terrible actress, I'm afraid the juice will be loose, baby. You want to see, you want to see, uh, Thirty-one. Uh, I'm sorry. Bill Maher. Bill Maher getting it in the butt from I believe it's Jeff Goldblum. If memory. Well, serves. let me tell you that a lot of people um, gangbang Bill Maher, but he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and no, it's not that one. Go to my uh, Instagram. You got to go to his Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and Joe asked about if he knew me or heard my impression, and he had heard it. And then, but he said no, and then he got really uh, defensive. And then Joe was going to play it, and then he said, "I'm leaving if you play it." He threatened to leave if he played it. What and then he's, and then he mentioned he did hear it. And then he's, he was like, he said it was terrible. He said my impression was terrible. He like trashed me, on, uh, and then that's why I made this video you're about to see. It was Bill it was, Ma it was, Bill Maher and he played obviously, but. Uh, you know, when I hear people do an impression of me, it's never good because I don't sound. Scroll. Okay, stop right there with Michael Jackson and Bill Maher under Caitlyn Jenner. Do you see that one? Down. Yeah. Down here. Well, left. Right here. Down. Bottom left. Bottom this left. One. That one. This was my response. Yes. Hi, quick disclaimer for what you're about to see. I work for a charity called Wish a Sketch, where uh, critically ill children uh, come up with a sketch idea and then we perform it and post it. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the content of this sketch, but this isn't about me. This is about a brave little boy named Caleb. So here's your sketch buddy, um, Bill Maher's Celebrity Gangbang. Okay, people, let's get this gangbang started. And I hope everybody's here. Because I'm not waiting. Present. Uh, I was thinking, since I love dinosaurs, uh, perhaps I could, uh, pair your sore ass. Yes, yes. Okay, Jeff. I like it like this. Military anal on my back like a girl. This is going exactly where you think it's going, so please feel free to stop watching. And remember, I did not write this. This is Brave Little Caleb sketch. So, okay, back to Bill Marketing getting banged. Your wish is my command. Uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, before we get started, would anybody like a lozenge? A fisherman's friend or a, uh, Ricola? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm all fat, but thank you. Could you scooch? It's a real honor, Mr. Vice President. Now, why don't you grab a foot and you and Jeff try to split me in two, okay? Let me just slide in here if I could. Oh, nature finds its way. Yes, 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 yes. New rule. Next time, put lube on your penises before you jam them in a virgin asshole. Oh, well, here's an inconvenient truth. I think I just got some shit in my dick hole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I begged Caleb to cut that line, but it's really hard to say no to a boy whose legs look like noodles. And I'm sorry to say, there's kind of a lot more. Hold on a second. Who is the creep in the corner jerking off? Please, won't you let me watch you? I beg of you. Adam, I'll tell you what I tell all my young black hookers. Either work my balls or get the fuck out. Okay? Hey, Bill, any children there? No, Michael, there aren't kids at my gangbang. All right, bye. <laughs> I'm just going to cut to the ending, uh, and it pains me to show the ending because I, Bill Maher's one of my comedy heroes, and I feel like if he saw this, he may not like it. So whatever you do, do not tag at Bill Maher in the comment section. Okay, so here it is, the climax of a sketch written by a very sick physically and mentally, apparently, little boy named Caleb. Oh yeah, oh yeah, close. Oh, feel yourself fucking beautiful. Oh, I'm close too. Hold my hand, Donald, as a symbol of unity in America. Oh, 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 oh 
because but that's kind of brought me down at the end with knowing that Caleb. Well, uh, Caleb passed, but it's. <laughs> I mean, that was my water world. That was an epic thing to make. Wow, how do you do those things? How do you get the faces? Is that, that a, a great there's secret? an app called uh, Face Swap Live, and then I just record one at a time, and I just time it out so it. Face swap. I never heard of that. That's those sounds- are amazing. Kyle, you've been doing Bill Maher impressions for at least since the '90s, because I remember. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. You know, yeah. That was one of your first impressions, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What's now, his how did, problem? How did you decide that you're going to tackle Bill that. Maher. Huh? How did you decide? Oh, I want to do Bill Maher. Like, how does an impressionist decide which impressions he thinks he can do? I didn't really start doing impressions till uh, like three years ago. I got a couple like Bill Maher, but I didn't really try to do them. Um, and then when that face swap app came, I was like, oh, I could do uh, more impressions. And then people were, were responding to them. So I just kept doing more. But I didn't really um, have that many when I first started. But yeah, I did have Bill Maher. And he hates it so much. And, and I would say about 2,000 people tagged him in that video. Because I said, don't tag Bill Maher. Yeah, so you, but you don't know if he, if he got wind of it. You have no idea. The- well, he, he got 2,000 tags. So I bet he saw or at least started to watch it. And then he it is probably losing his mind. He, he was ready on Joe Rogan's podcast to, to um, talk about it because he, he brought it up in a weird way. He thought he was going to dig it. He, he just, out of nowhere, he's like, I, I heard it one time when you, were, when you were talking about some guy doing a terrible impression of me. And then, and then when Joe was like, oh, let's play it, he suddenly was like, no, and shut down. But it's He's a great impression. And I don't know anybody else that does Bill Maher. I mean, I'm, there, there may well be somebody, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. I just think it's fascinating, first of all, that so many comedians are so thin-skinned. Like, and, and, and quite often, it's the ones who are the nastiest who go after other people. Yes. It's amazing. It's, and it's B. amazing. Even though, I mean, he's a smart dude, even though he must know it's way better for him to look like it doesn't bother him, let it roll off his back, look like he could take it, he still can't do it. He can't pull it together. It was like saying the N-word. He had to do it. (laughs) He gets like Trump, but he's kind of like Trump like that. He's like not going to take it. So how how are you monetizing your Instagram fame? You don't have advertising on the site. Yeah, I've been offered a couple of like things, but they it's not much money and I just didn't feel like it was worth it. I think what I'm going to try to do is on my website do a weekly sketch show. I don't know if people will want that, but I'm going to try to do that. And then I'll put sketches on Instagram, like short ones, and then see if people will. Well, what about Patreon? Everybody's talking about Patreon. It would be like Patreon, but it would be on my website. Okay. But it would be the and same pay thing. a little bit. Sign up. Can't you get some of your famous friends to help, you know, to do cameos? I bet you Natterman would do it. Natterman might do it, yeah. I probably would, but but I thought you said famous friends. Yeah, that was the joke. You're my most famous friend. (laughs) I got, uh, yeah, I I always found, uh, I've been very uncomfortable asking people for favors. I mean, there's been, Bill Burr has been really nice. Jerry Seinfeld's actually been very cool and kind of spreading it around. But I, I don't feel comfortable saying, hey, will you, I don't know. I just always feel like, it never, I, I don't know. No, that's why people like you because they don't ask for favors. Yeah, well, well I, I'm, I'm not a big f- uh, favor ask. I, I got a favor to ask you, Noam, though. She has weird timing. <laughs> ask me. The COVID's hit me pretty hard. and I, I really could use some cash. Just Venmo me, whatever you can. I'll start a GoFundMe. I want it directly from you, actually. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> did you see the GoFundMe for the comedy seller? No. I'll put him on the spot. How much did you give, Kyle? <laughs> I don't even know about that. <laughs> There's a GoFundMe. Who's, who's go There's out. a GoFundMe for the comedy store. I, I <laughs> hadn't noticed. For the bar and wait staff. Oh, I did. I didn't know this. I will. I'll. I'll pitch in here. I got my Venmo right here. Well, it's not Venmo. It's GoFundMe. Oh darn it! They <laughs> <laughs> raised almost how much? How much? They're, they're up to seventy, almost seventy thousand dollars. But there was a few people that put in like big, big money. Whoa, that's awesome. Oh, I guess a lot of comedians have a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and comedians tend to be generous because Il Molino, I was saying last time, you know, there's a famous restaurant. They have a GoFundMe. They only raised $7,000 for their staff. Yeah. And that's um, amazing. Now, no one pointed out they have less of a staff. That might well be. But um, 
it still seems like not very much. How much you split in seventy thousand? Is that like between twenty three people? No, it's like, like a, there's a hundred employees. Like a hundred people Ooh. to like. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. Seven hundred bucks a person. So it's it's yeah. not it's hardly. I mean, it's 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 better than nothing. You know. Yeah. But, no, that's that's really nice. But um, but the question is how to divide. We we were talking about how to divide it. You know. Um, how how are you making money, Dan? How are you monetizing? How am I making money? Yeah. How are you um, monetizing in these times? Well, I I just I have a savings, you know, but um, I got I get some money from this uh, podcast, believe it or not. Oh, great! And actually, it was a nice check because I hadn't been paid in like a year and a half, so it all accumulated. Oh, that's cool. It was actually pretty decent. Which for our podcast? Yeah. You know, you got overpaid, but I didn't have hard to tell you. <laughs> I, I I said to I said to Juanita, Juanita, are you sure this is the right amount? It wasn't. That's all right. It's a bonus. Regional wasn't the right amount because normally Periel's, you know, Periel's salary is supposed to be deducted from it. Oh, okay. As, an, as part of our overhead, but it's okay. In, in this time of crisis, we're going to let it ride. Wow, that's nice. Dan, okay, you well, want to say like thank I, you? I, no? said to Juanita, I said, Juanita, this seems excessive. Are you sure? She said yes. What? I, I want to know how much it is. I thought you had just given up your own half to be nice. No, usually I take, I think, I mean, I, I actually don't remember, but it only, it's the only way that makes sense. I take our expenses off the top and then we split it 50-50. What are our expenses? How, you, you. you. <laughs> Just you. Well, thank you, Noam. I, I thought it was excessive, but... Um, Not that much more, actually, because apparently we hadn't been paid for a year or something, so I don't know. Oh, Not that much more because I don't make that much. But anyway, and then there's the the money I make for um, um, the 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 uh, you know the Sirius Satellite Radio and Louis C.K. Uh, you know I opened for him. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. So I, I was supposed to open for him in May in Europe, and canceled. And he said he's going to pay me anyway. So whoa, that's nice. I don't know how much it's going to be because I don't know how much I was even making. I. Because wow. it depended on how many shows we were doing. but That's nice. Hey, Noam, do you have any guesses of when the Comedy Cellar will open back up for business? Uh, I'll tell you one second. Like, Periel, I, I have a feeling in the end, Dan makes about the same. We all make about the same, me, you, and Dan. Uh, Dan can do the math. But if it's a year and a half divided by, you know, 70 or whatever it is. Um, I don't know when it'll open. Um, and there's two questions. When will it open and will anybody come? You know, uh, and uh, I'm nervous about both those answers. I'm really more nervous about the second one because it will open, but will it be empty for a year? I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I don't think it'll be empty for a year. I, I don't know why, but I feel like they're going to get, between the vaccine, that there are some new uh, ways that they're being able to make vaccines, which it sounds like it's quicker. And I think we'll have one in like six months. And then plus the plasma people will be giving. And plus, I feel like young people go to comedy clubs more than older people. And they don't seem to care that much, to be honest. I have seen some stuff on Instagram that people are doing these underground um, comedy shows even now in the city, which is, you know, I think. I haven't seen that. But, you know, but in a way, if young pe- I mean, a lot of people are saying that young people should go out and should get the virus and build up an immunity because that helps everybody. That acts as a barrier. That's like a barrier to stop the spread. Yeah. People that are immune. And I don't, I, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I just know that that is a point of view. I, I say we do that. You know, but the, My, problem, but the problem is, uh, you know, I don't know. Because say, the question is, is at what point... And Noam, I sent you that article, or I think I did. At what point, if, if we don't come up with any cures in a year's time, or, I mean, at some point, we got to leave the house. Yeah. If we don't come up with a cure or a vaccine, which I think they'll come up with something, I agree with you. But if they don't, and a year goes by, I mean, at I'll some say, point. I'll say this. No, I think you're going to have a slow first month and a half. But once people are out and like a month goes by... I think they're just going to naturally relax and be like, let's go, let's go to this thing. Well, if a month goes by and it's not a disaster. 
Right. I think then it'll be back to uh, people going to shows. I mean, I, people are dying to leave the house. Right. And dying when they leave the house. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a weird feeling. I, I, I haven't really focused on it, but like, I don't have any um, job or income anymore. I don't have. Yeah. I, you guys, at least you have a profession. You're a comedian. I don't have a profession. Well, the elephant in the room being, you know, that you, I would imagine, are sitting on a fairly large stack of savings. Well, it's I have some savings. It's not it's not as large, I'm sure, as as you think in your dumb Jew head, but it's probably <laughs> I'm glad someone finally said that. Thanks. <laughs> but but uh it it's it's I have a family of three children, four children with with, with my uh twenty-five-year-old stepson and a wife and a house and a mortgage and a mortgage on the building and, and rent and mortgage and a loan for Vegas. So, I mean, I, I could, I could burn through my savings in, in um, a year. I'll be honest with you, Noam. I, I don't believe that it, it could be true. Um, no, I, I believe what part, that I have a rent and five kids. What, what don't you believe? <laughs> I, I don't believe that you're going to burn through your savings in a year because I know people that have a, make a lot less that, 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 how, that, how much time do you think I could burn it through? I said, say. Why is there such idiots? What is this fucking? I don't think in your lifetime. I think you're good. I think you're good. In your lifetime. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So put put that into dollars. In dollars, how much? Okay, I'm I'm 57. Let's say I got 40 more, 35 more years. Those are 30 yeah. years. Just to be, it's like it's like 30 years. So how much? And I have five kids. Uh, four kids. Do you have five kids? Are you sure? I hope she's not listening. <laughs> um, what? What? Uh, I think what you need seven million dollars. Maybe you, if you, because your lifestyle. I know you live large. No, he doesn't live that large. He goes out to dinner. He's he goes on vacations. Dinner. He doesn't live that large. He does a private jet everywhere. I know. <laughs> he, goes, he flies coach. He flies like JetBlue or whatever. The rest of us. Uh, so but I guess like. At worst, worst, you could sell the business. Not if there's no income to it. Well, someone will probably gamble, and and would, you wouldn't get top dollar now. No, I'm not gonna get it. No, he's gonna get it. Now, this is turn it into like a Chinese Kyle. This is assuming Kyle that the business is done. We're, we're making the calculation based on the comedy seller is finished. But there's gotta it's be not. But we're making that calculation based on that. But do you own any of the real estate? The the you you're renting all the buildings. No, I, I I do own the, the the no I own the the I own the building where the olive tree is. I about have um oh that I, that's owe, about, I owe about a million dollars or a million point something dollars on it, but it's worth you know more than that. Yeah, that's that's all that's all you need. I mean, just sell that building. So if so I sell you, the building and pay you know significant amount of it in taxes. Mm, well, uh, you, yeah, I, I guess at that point I could I could I could live if I if I don't live. Uh, I, I could probably, but then, you know, that would be a, a fucking disaster. What do I do? Just sit home and do nothing? I'd die. Probably. You would move to like South Dakota. I've seen you know him play that sweet, sweet guitar. And you got that little hat put outside right in the corner. You're all yeah, set. Dan probably kick it as he walked by. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, psychologically, I agree with you, Noam. It would be a disaster. But I'm just saying financially, I think you could, you could weather the storm. But for psychologically, for all of us, it's it's it would be a big kick in the balls. Psychologically, the comedy seller is important to to us as well. I oh mean, yeah, we could uh, do without it more easily than you could, but it would still be a difficult. Well, Kyle, you don't even live in New York, so you'll be fine. Yeah, but I need the comedy seller. How so? Emotional support. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I guess it's true. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it but, out. But you're talking Life about... being uh, way too fucking apocalyptic. Well, Everything's we're, only, we're doing it as a, as a thought experiment. Nobody here seriously believes that... It look at how it. upset Noam is now. Huh? Look at how upset Noam is now. You yeah, man, you didn't that. make Noam upset. You did upset Noam, which isn't cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> I forgot how we even got on this topic. He, I think we're talking about... Kyle, Kyle asked when I thought the comedy store reopened. I mean, I, you, you're wrong, Dan. I mean, to, to one extent, you're right, in which is that I could probably figure out 
how to, you know, to adjust in such a way that I, that I would, I don't know if it's enough money to, to last, but you know, to, to live, whether I can move my family back in above the olive tree, um, <clears throat> cut my expenses back. Oh my God, I have a house. I have a, I have a lot. I have a lot. I owe a lot of money, but um, it would, it, you know, it would be so devastating emotionally to, to do that at, at this young age of my life. I, I don't know how I'd survive it and be terrible for my kids. Anyway. I like that, that band though. I like that band. What is that Friday night you guys play? And we can get gigs, you know, it's a, it's a great band. What's the name of your band? Uh, we, we, when we, when we, when everybody's there and we play gigs, it's called the shackles, but in the olive tree, just like the olive tree, the olive tree band. Comedy seller Stooges. Uh, I cannot do well. Kyle, you're a musician as well. You play piano. I play all. I I play guitar too. In the play us a song, Kyle. Okay. Kyle's a fairly multi. Kyle's like a a song and dance man. Yeah, I mean, this is like a lot of talent on one uh, screen. Kyle is a fucking nice crib. (laughs) Oh yeah, I gotta look at this the sweet LA pad. You got the Hollywood Hills. Nice. Oh wow, that's so nice! I've got the hot tub rocking for later. Oh, that's new, Kyle. I was there. There was no hot tub when I was there a couple of years ago. Oh, there's a hot tub now. Okay, you are so happy that you're not in the city. In like, that's a beautiful view. That's 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 a really nice view of the of the hills. Yeah. So you can't compare what's going on in other parts of the country with what's going on in the city because you're like literally locked in a fucking box. Yeah, that sounds awful. Can I be the band now? Kyle, you can <laughs> certainly sit in when you're in town. Yeah, maybe. Kyle, you were on stage with Billy Joel one time. Twice. Twice, Twice. right? Yeah. You rushed the stage once and were thrown off the stage at a Billy Joel concert. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. Well, I was 18. I was a huge Billy Joel fan, and I was in college, and this girl said that she can get me 10th row seats, and I got so excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to jump on stage. Then she took them away from me and, I, and gave it to her friend. I was so upset. And then, like, a few months later, I went to Yankee Stadium, and we got we were in the back. We could touch the back of the stadium. It was like top tier. And I was like, let's sneak down. And so me and my nine friends went down and everybody got caught except for me. And every 15 feet, they checked my ticket. It said tier on it. And they kept telling, pointing me where I wanted to go. And I went right to the front and everyone rushed. And I was like, I'm going to jump on stage. And uh, I was scared I'd get, I'd get beat up. And so I asked this girl next to me and she was like, no, I'm a scary Mary. That's what she said to me. Well, sound like it makes no sense, but I was sure I had AIDS at this moment in my life. I had sex with one girl one time, but this was back when... It's not how many girls you had sex with that should have scared you. Well, it, it should have lowered my fear of having AIDS because it was with one girl one time. Yeah, but... Yeah, but in those days... <laughs> no, in those days, we thought everybody got yeah. AIDS from Front page of Time Magazine just said AIDS on it. If you had unprotected sex, you had... So I couldn't get an AIDS test at my college at the time. It was kind of early on. So I didn't know what to do. So I just lived with AIDS for a year. Anyway, cut to the concert. I was afraid <laughs> to jump on stage. And then I remembered I have AIDS. <laughs> I'm going to die anyway. And then the power of AIDS just propelled me onto that stage. And it's on video. You guys could see. If you go to my Instagram page, uh, well, anyway, don't worry about it. But anyway, I, I jump on stage. They filmed it for a, a Billy Joel video and then i showed him years later when i met him and i how did you meet billy joel he had amy schumer in her movie train wreck she had billy joel music which was because of me and so when he was going doing his concert invited her to dance on stage because uptown girl was like the last song she was like invited me and said this is the guy who you know who likes music and so it was weird because i went up and it was another stadium which uh and uh oops lost connection Okay. No, the, Noam's playing the video of you on stage. I was scared to jump up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I have AIDS. I'm going to die soon. 
So that gave me the courage, and I patted him on the back. That's 18-year-old Kyle. Not to give him AIDS. And a bouncer came, and I was like, don't touch me, I have AIDS. I'll give you AIDS if you touch me. And he let me down, and that's the first time AIDS did good. <laughs> and Billy clapped. Yeah, and then I showed him that video years later. But we danced on stage to uh, Uptown Girl, and then J uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Amy like danced on the piano. And it was really, um, it was like a full circle moment for, for me and Billy Joel, who I love. But you had, have you spoken with Billy since then? We did not become friends, okay. you had died. If you had died the next day, it would have been like a real poignant like story, you know? Yeah, I, I could have. I mean, that was for me, um, I mean, I should have died the next day, no. No, don't you remember in those days? Looking back on it, you're Monday morning, you're Monday morning quarterbacking, but yes. <laughs> don't you remember in those days, the, the, the thought was is that AIDS could be the heterosexuals could get it just as easily i never believed that they can oh no. god here's the thing they didn't tell you which smart of them not to you have to like have you have to like really hurt your penis to get aids like like that's why like anal sex it's like the, you have to like have an abrasion it's a very delicate virus and if it touches the air it dies but last so, time i checked straight people also have anal sex that's what I'm saying. But they didn't say like anal sex things is how you get it. Vaginal penal sex. Well, women can get it. Ways. Women can yes. get it more easily. From they're more right. Mechanics. I understand it, but. Well, yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you come inside somebody, she can. Whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. This is a Christian podcast. Jesus Happy Christ. Easter, by the way, Kyle. Huh? <laughs> I said, happy Easter, by the way, on a related yeah, note. I don't know if you're going to do. I know your mother probably is into Easter, and I know you're very close with your mother. Are you going to have a Zoom Easter egg something? Yeah, Perriel was talking about coming in an ass. Hold on, Dan. Get, get back. Go ahead. <laughs> I just don't understand what you guys are talking about. You're saying you can't get AIDS from heterosexual sex? I, what kind I of think nonsense it, it's less they likely. Far less likely. They didn't tell us, oh, by the way, it's penis, anus, where you really could get AIDS. Penis, vagina is like real... Probably you can't. They didn't tell for men. I think a woman can uh, if she's receiving from a man more easily than a man can get it. But anyway, this is all well-worn territory. I'd rather discuss Kyle's Easter plans. Well, anyway, I thought I had AIDS. Yeah, I, I did. So did I was you glad of that. tested? Yeah, but you do have you do have celiac disease, or no? No, I don't. I was misdiagnosed with celiac disease. I thought I had it for a year and a half. I got a blood test. I went to dinner with you one time and you're like, I can't have this, I can't eat that, I can't it eat was that. So annoying. It was anything if you had anything delicious, you couldn't eat anything delicious. That was the diet. It was awful. But but it turns out you don't have it at all. No. And now I eat crap all day. And I said that you'd probably rather be misdiagnosed with okay. celiac than with AIDS. According to researchers. In the Journal of American Medical Association, the odds of heterosexual becoming infected with AIDS after an episode of, after one episode of penile vaginal intercourse with someone in a non-high-risk group without a condom is one in five million. Um, I, I would have to look through this, but but um, oh, when, yeah, when, when yeah. I, I had a similar thing with Kyle where I, I thought I had AIDS, and um, I went to get an AIDS test in um, 14th Street there between like 8th and 9th or 9th at that medical building. It's a lot of great AIDS tests there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And um, the doctor told me that he had yet to, uh, it does AIDS tests all day and night. He had yet to have a single case of a man getting it from heterosexual sex with a woman. Not a single yeah. time had he ever seen it. He says, I believe it's possible. I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, I think if, if you, if a woman is with, I mean, the, the Obviously, it spreads in drug users. So if like, you have a, a drug user who shares needles and then he, then he does what Periel so nicely put as coming in your ass, then, um, <laughs> then, then you know, that would be a high-risk thing. But uh, if you, basically, you know, it, it's unlikely for a heterosexual couple that stays heterosexual and isn't doing hard drugs. Yeah, they did not say that. Yeah, and back they then, it, out, they didn't and there was no internet back then, so you couldn't, you couldn't Google AIDS, there was no internet, so you- No, I gotta tell you, it's very interesting. It was, it was like some things that happened now. In, in right-wing, I hate to say it, in, in right-wing magazines at the time, like National Review, 
they were writing articles, you know, uh, analyzing the, the statistics as they were coming in, saying that it doesn't look like men can really, uh, heterosexuals get this very easily. And they were accused of gay bashing. And, you know, and it was a reasonable, I understand the fear of not, not wanting it to seem like a gay disease because you didn't want people to just say, well, that's not my problem and, and not pay attention to it. I get that. In, in the same way, they say now that some of these models about the death of COVID, like they might have known that they were more worst case and they let on, but they, they needed that because they wanted to scare us into doing it. So, I, so I, I, the motivation isn't necessarily bad. But having said that, a lot of people got a lot of abuse for saying what basically is uh, given uh, accepted as true now, which is that it's not so easily caught. Well, it could have saved me a lot of anxiety. I mean, I, I, Kyle, I why didn't you? That I was a psych, uh, hypochondriac too in college. I never thought I had AIDS because that would have been impossible. However, <laughs> uh, I did think I had other things, and I would go to the doctor and and get checked out. How come you didn't go to the doctor? I I, I was a very um, uh, like veal. I, my mother was so o overbearing with like me and telling me what to do that I, I never even like bought an album for myself. Like I loved like Billy Joel, but I never bought a Billy Joel album, for example, because I, I never thought for myself. So for me to like call the school nurse and ask to get one and them saying, no, we don't do that was enough to, for me for a year and a half to not know what else to do. Well, now, how did you finally know you didn't have AIDS? Huh? How'd you finally a, figure out? A friend of mine finally was like, I'll go to the hospital with you. And I'm like, okay, the hospital. And like, she helped me like, like make the calls. I mean, it was that much of a, uh, incompetent. I, I wasn't, I was incompetent. I was, I don't know. I, I, I was like a child. Like I couldn't do things for myself. And of course, we, telling your mother that you had been Intimate with a woman was out of the question, I gather. Absolutely. Mother would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Mother. So, so what happened? In the end, all you needed was like a tuba proactive what, to get rid of that rash? Well, I went, <laughs> I went to the doctor. I told him, and he goes, you had sex with a woman one time. And I go, yeah. And he goes, one time with a woman. I go, yeah. And he goes, you don't have AIDS. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, but can I get tested? Like I'm here, and he's like, "You don't need a test. Ask Periel. He just. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even get a test. He just told you to get lost. From a medical perspective, this is like the most irresponsible podcast ever. I just want to go on record and saying that he because you probably just told about you to beat AIDS it. are insane. I want to well, hear more about your mother, though. Are wait, you? Wait, I was supposed There is this because I because I went through it. First of all, there's a big part of you don't want to know, right? You don't. So that is true. That is true. You don't want to know. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you had this experience. So You want to know if you don't have it. You want to know that. Yeah, I don't know. So you take yeah, the, the test. The of getting tested is like too much. You take the test. And I wonder if you remember that. I remember taking the test and had to sit and wait for the results for a certain or, or was it? Oh, it was like two week wait. It was awful. So, yeah. so that's even longer. So that in that, in that two week, I guess it was 24 hours. Actually, I don't know. I had to wait for the results at the time, but. I guess I took it later than you, but in that two weeks, what's going, what goes through your head, right? Waiting for those results. It's like a very difficult time. I had, I had a thing more recently where I thought I had colon cancer and I was waiting for some results for two days. And boy, that's a dark thing to wait for. Did oh you yeah. Go back to that same medical building behind the olive tree to have that guy test you. Did he remember you? <laughs> I didn't go. For, the AIDS know, I, went, kid. I went for a CT scan at NYU uh, Langone. Uh, anyways, so go ahead. Your mom. Uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to look. I, I mean, it makes it look like I don't have a weird relationship with my mom. Even though that makes it sound like I always been AIDS. Yeah, we talk like once a week, and she's a lovely. Lady. I love my mom. Who, by the way. They think she had COVID-19 because she had a fever for three weeks and she had a cough. And she's from Westport, Connecticut, where they had a big outbreak. And she's a Eucharistic minister where they give, you know, the, they go the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. and they give it and then the person sips it. And then the Eucharistic, which my mother was, would wipe it with a handkerchief, turn the cup, and then give it to the next person. So by the fifth person, the whole thing's been dirtied. And then she has to drink the remaining blood of Christ, which is just backwash. So oh, she God. got it from that, probably. 
Well, she got, I but did. she didn't have a very severe form of it. It sounds like if she did have it, which is like a fever for three weeks and a really bad cough. But yeah, she was never hospitalized. Your mother is in a lot of your videos, Kyle. Yes, she I, is. You have a character that is basically is an Italian guy. Yes. Yeah. What's his name again? Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, hey, gotta go, bada boom, bada bing. And, hey, and you're, ma, what are you doing, ma? What are you doing? Come on, ma. Yeah. And your mother's in all those videos. Yeah, she's good. Good actress. Well, yeah, your, your relationship with your mother seems like a very good, like I, I met her one time years ago. Remember we did that gig at that college on the way home, we stopped at your house in uh, West, Weston or whatever it is? Yeah, Westport, yeah. That was over 20 years ago. Jeez, really? Frightening to think about. Maybe it was Weston then. How, how time goes by, like, ridiculous, but anyway. Which is one of the things I've been really, really obsessed about these past few weeks is the past. It's not being 50 that bothers me. It's that it'll be 70 like that. Well, that's exactly it. You get a sense. When you're younger, you're immoral. You can't even conceptualize how time could go, that much time could go by. And then you get to our age and you go, oh, I could see the end. And it's so... And my teacher, Barry Shear, I remember very specifically in fifth grade, he said, life is short, kids. And I thought to myself, what's this idiot talking about? Yeah. It's oh, yeah. long as... I just, it's just, this, just this class is just taking forever. But, <laughs> but uh, he was right, as adults often are, and we don't like to admit it, but... Well, you can you have memories that, that seem kind of recent, and you go, oh, if the time from that memory to now happens from here out, I'm 80 and probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that becomes true. Yeah, I've been obsessed with that, and I think that the COVID, because I'm alone with my thoughts, these are the thoughts that I have. And if I'm out at the cellar, at least I'm distracted. Yeah, you, you're, you're hunting poon with the cellar. Uh, if I'm hunting poon, but even if I'm not hunting poon, you know, <laughs> there's distractions to be had. And I'm not hunting poon on, I'm not a voracious poon hunter. I'm a fairly unaggressive Thank you for just giving me the name for this episode, though. Boone Hunter? Kyle, do you have any... any, any That's a bait and switch. Well, I wanted to ask, um, love in the time of COVID, if you will, is anybody getting laid? Now, I'm not. Kyle, I guess you're not. You're home alone. It's a bad bad situation. I do get... I have gotten a few um, girls that have contacted me and, like, sent me nude pictures and stuff, which isn't... Normally, a thing that happens, but it's been happening. That happens right now. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you having any Zoom sex? No, haven't. Haven't. The I don't know the phone. I guess Zoom sex is better than phone sex, huh? Well, it would be, of course it would be. You got visual. Not for her. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did anybody I, know what Zoom was until the no, I didn't. Virus I didn't know. I did. You did? Like, everybody lives on Zoom now. Yeah. I'd never even heard of it before. I'd I'd had a few um, occasions to to do it before, but not many. Not many. I I am actually, I find it really interesting that, that, I mean, they must have a, I don't know, thousand, ten thousand times the use that they used to, and they've been managed, you know, they haven't seized up. They've managed to do it as opposed to the unemployment office, which has like five times more than they ever had before. And they totally crash. Yeah. But there again, again, that's, that's the difference in private enterprise and, and government period. Well, that's what killed, you know, I was reading Thank uh, about, you know, um, for explaining the difference. I was reading about, uh, I read a book on Facebook years ago and it said that that was what killed Friendster. Remember Friendster? Friendster was like the first social uh, network. Yeah. yeah. And they grew so fast. I couldn't handle it. And they would crash all the time. And then people would just say, well, fuck this, they're crashing all the time. I don't want to deal with this. And at least according to that book, one of the things that Zuckerberg did so well and so smartly was to grow it very slowly so it didn't crash and that he always had plenty of server space and that he first he did it at Harvard, then it became Ivy League. Well, that also, to your point, Dan, made it more exclusive. I remember when it was just at Harvard and Ivy League and it's like, oh, I can't get into this club. So then it, it, it had this sort of mystique to it. Sorry, let me turn this. Why does it keep beeping? Jesus. So many nudes coming in. Well, that, that, was, that was another secret. And the third secret was serendipitous, from what I read in this book, is that Facebook came out by pure happenstance roughly at the same time that everybody started having, uh, was able to take digital photos. And they share the technology that allowed you to share photos 
was becoming a thing. And, and that became like what people really, why people use Facebook is so that they could share photos. So that became technologically um, possible at about the time that Zuckerberg started. It's timing. So, you know, it was time. I, I mean, Zuckerberg, I think, would have been, no matter what, would have been worth $100 million. No matter, even if he never started Facebook, he would have done something. But $50 billion would, would required some luck and some timing. Amen. Talk about that. Thank you. Okay, moving on. Kyle. On that note. Uh, any, so what are, you, what are you cooking up for us? You got 600,000 voracious followers on Instagram. They want constant product. Why do you keep tacking my followers down? I said 600, didn't I? 654. But they're, they're, they're not loyal, Kyle. The they're loyal. They're producing, they will turn their backs on you. No, there, there's about, I would say there's like 200,000 loyal ones. And then, and then there's like some... Reference. But you think, the thing about your Instagram, I think it, it's not you, right? It's characters. Yeah, no. Well, I don't know that that's as powerful in terms of getting a fan base. No, like it's not. I like, live and die on every sketch. Yes. Yeah, like some people like Rogan, they have followers. They're just like, yes, master. Yeah. You know, and because they're the personality, it becomes a cult of personality. And uh, I think that's true with a lot of these podcasts. But you're not you in your Instagram. So you well, have that's to phase two. Like, I'm like Zuckerberg. I'm slowly phasing it in, you see? So what's the next phase? Phase two is I become, uh, what do you call it, cult of personality? That yes. Song? Well, that was a song. Phase two. What right. do you call it? But how do you, how do you get from there to there from well, here? I, I'm starting a podcast. The <laughs> podcast will show my dynamic personality. And then, uh, as we've seen here today, I think we all can agree, Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's yes. not, that was not enthusiastic. <laughs> I'm trying to but do anyway, it. Again. I'll get better. And then um, the podcast hopefully will feed the other stuff. And then I'm going to sell it on my website. I mean, Louis C.K. did it. What the hell is that dinging going on? Kyle is getting nude after nude after nude after nude. <laughs> Anybody want to turn off uh, when your phone, sorry, probably going to cut this out, but when your computer gets text from your phone i can't oh my god what well, that's horrifying i know how do i turn it off I've it tried. doesn't matter because we, we got it we got to end or i gotta go okay um, yeah. i am curious do you do you, do you get uh, do you get a lot of sexual opportunities from this instagram fame you know uh i, I haven't been dating oh, anybody god, that sorry. i know i can't turn it off i haven't dated somebody from instagram but but i am like i get a lot of dms and some like women that want to come meet me and stuff. You never do it, or you don't want? I don't. I'm actually considering it though now. But th this one girl wants to come meet me, but like, I I don't trust that she's not uh, diseased with COVID. Yeah, do not do that. That's the worst idea ever. <laughs> but you have to ask her. Yeah, no, she's like, I'm fine. That's just. How does she know? <laughs> You're kidding. He's well, but also she doesn't know. Not that it necessarily matters if it's just a sexual encounter, but. She doesn't know you. She knows Craig the retard, Tony the go the mook, and and Bill Maher getting fucked in the ass. Yeah, she's got she doesn't good know pay. Kyle Dunnigan. Right. So I don't know if that matters. She's probably yeah, a lunatic. Phase two's been taking a long time. What you're saying? I mean, I feel like somebody who's never met you, who's willing to come over in like the middle of a global pandemic and suck your dick, is probably not that concerned. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who said that? I'm sorry, Kyle. If I had known, I would have warned you. I'm really sorry. Thank you. I really hope your mother's not listening to this. I think she does. The isolation is going to Periel's. She's, she's, she's. Did you see the video of Bill Maher he made? You guys are worried about me? He's a man. I'm of a generation where we expect a lady to talk like a lady. Exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. Thank you, Noah, for saying that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, are you working on any new impressions, Kyle Dunnigan, that we can have a sneak peek preview before we go? Uh, I'm trying to do, like, I don't do a very good one, but um, Quentin Tarantino. I like how he talks. very enthusiastic. And there's a lisp, right? You were talking about Zuckerberg. You do an incredible Zuckerberg. I think he was setting up his Tarantino. No, my Tarantino's not good. Um, 
Zuckerberg is just like mm, Facebook. He says Facebook weird. So just <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, that's. I mean, if you don't know what Zuckerberg sounds like, that's that's him. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. He shows up in a you lot. Dan Natterman? Huh? I am Dan Natterman. A lot of people do me, so it's not even worth it because I'm overdone. I, I haven't tried to do you. I'll try. Dove Davidoff does a good Natterman. Yeah, Dove does a good Dove Oh, does really? I'd like to hear that. So, Tarantino, anything else you could give us a preview of that you're proud of that you've been working on? I'm not proud of anything. Not proud. No well, you do also a good Elon Musk. You do a good Zuckerberg. You do Jeff Goldblum. Your your Mar is the best in the business. His Paul McCartney is the best ever. You know, really no you know songs really. You know, <laughs> tinkling the piano. Well, you and Dana uh, <laughs> Carvey obviously, you know, did did a pretty good. Uh, McCartney. Hey, Kyle, are you excited about this new Peter Jackson "Let It Be" thing coming out? What is that? You know about this? No. Are you? Beatles mega fan or McCartney? I love the Beatles. I don't know about this. Uh, they, he got uh, uh, access to the number that comes to mind is 180 hours of the original footage of the movie Let It Be. No and way. He's recutting a whole new Let It Be. That is such a cool idea. And it's gonna have it's gonna have the full 20 minutes or whatever of the rooftop concert and like another hour and something of footage that's never been seen before. That apparently is gonna paint a different picture because the you know, the story is that this was a very uh, a tense uh, time. But yeah. apparently he watched it and he says, no, they're joking around. They're having a good time. It, like they really they selectively edited a lot of it. So it's coming out, I think, in September. And uh, apparently Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney are very happy with it. So, yeah, I'm really looking oh, forward. That's so cool. I can't wait for that. It's amazing. It, the Beatles, we got to go. It's as I guess by the end already, they're the most famous band in the world. But they were so heavily documented from day one, as if they knew they were going to be the yeah. most famous band in history. I mean, there's photos and recordings and, uh, and, and um, footage from a time when photos, I mean, footage and recordings were not just run of the mill. You had to have a portable reel-to-reel -reel recorder. You, had, you know, it's like you couldn't yeah. just... Well, because they were so huge even then. I mean... But I think even before they were huge. That's the thing. They, they seemed to be extensively... Yeah, in oh. Hamburg. They're, they're like, there's a lot of shit about them. It is weird. Yeah, it's, it's like... It, it, and then yeah. not wanting to tour made them film themselves more and so they could, you know, send the video out to be their tour. It's just amazing. Then they do this, this thing and they do the, la the last concert is actually on a rooftop and the cops show up. I mean, this is just, it's like they, they, everything they stepped into was legendary. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like the Nat, Natterman had the chance. He was going to pull his pants down and take a dump on Letterman. Remember? But he, well, I, I, that <laughs> he was a, I was a half joking. Uh, I, I was, it just, it was more <laughs> of a, a, a commentary on the kind of thing, the kind of thing that gets you famous nowadays. I, I think, honestly, that would have been a good idea. You think when McCartney suggested a concert on the roof, they thought he was anything more than half joking? But go ahead. Sorry, Colin. It's after you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like you got, you got the goods, Dan. If you, if you just had took one dump on Letterman, they would have gone in five years. Like, what happened to that guy? And they start checking you out. And they go, oh, he's pretty funny. You know, that's, that would have been a good idea. We could have pulled that well, out. It, it, it would have been an uh, it would have made me famous perhaps if I could pull it off. You have to get the log out on the stage. You gotta time that, and it's gotta and be. You gotta filmed. know you're nervous. You gotta be filmed, and all before you get tackled. I don't know if anybody wants to tackle you at that point, but you have to have your friend in the audience filming you because it's not going to get on the air. Yeah, sneak so in his camera. It would be a tricky, it would be a very, very, it would be like the raid on Antebi. It would have to be so well orchestrated and timed um, to get it right. But you had your chance, Dan. No, what are you doing? Peloton. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I have, I have a 25-minute a, a window to exercise now. Okay, so why don't we let Noam get to his exercise? We, Kyle, thank you for joining us all the way from the great city of Los Angeles. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great and, uh, to meet all of we'll you. Talk soon. Oh, wait, I, I was so sure that this COVID thing was coming. Not only did I buy an extra refrigerator like March first, or I, I bought an exercise bike. That's smart. Yeah.
Kyle, tell everyone where they can find you online. Kyle Dunnigan, comedy.com. <laughs> I think we should have the decency to promote Kyle on the Instagram Comedy Seller feed. Oh, that'd be nice. Get maybe some Liz can do that for us. I want to get over a million because anything under a million is trash. Ray Allen has a million Twitter followers. No, he doesn't. Now, you can send us comments and suggestions at comedy podcast at comedyseller.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at Live from the Table. And we will see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Bye. That's just one more, one more question. Yeah. What are the odds that somebody who's made it through this entire, has found our podcast and made it through this entire episode is wondering how they can find us? It's possible. Or maybe it's <laughs> like, reminded. New like, people. <laughs> I'm saying when they found us, they got to us. They got, I'm like, wait, like, uh, how, uh, how do I find you guys again? <laughs> well, they don't know where to email you. Oh, Instagram. No, that's the email, yeah. Email. They don't know the email and they don't know the, the Instagram. Of course, they know how to find our podcast. Okay, they may not realize all the fair wonderful enough. I was being snarky. I, I apologize. I, I apologize. You're well, absolutely right. I think you spoke at a turn. Anyhow, okay. we'll see you next time here at Live in the Day. Bye, Bye. Kyle. Bye.